Judge Jeanine Pirro. She's the outspoken host. Judge Jeanine Pirro is dominating the headlines right now. This is the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday Morning Show on 77 WABC. Now, here's Judge Jeanine Pirro. Pirro Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday morning show. Happy Sunday, everybody, on this wonderful Sunday, October 24th, 2021. I hope everyone is enjoying their day so far. It's a great morning here in New York City. And as always, we are armed and ready to serve justice with all my great listeners here on Talk Radio 77 WABC and the 77 WABC mobile app. I also want to make sure I hear from you. In just a little bit, we're going to be taking your calls right here on the Friends of the Court hotline. You know the number. It's 1-800-848-WABC. That's 1-800-848-9222. Make sure you give us a call and share your thoughts. I always love hearing what your take is on the news of the day. And later on in the show, I'll reveal the results of our question of the week from last Sunday. But there is so much that has happened this week in America, starting with crime at historically high levels of America uh, in America. The question, will you be a victim soon? And Alec Baldwin, the shooting on set that killed a camera woman and uh, 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 created an injury for the director. What is the liability, civil and criminal liability? I'm going to get into that. Uh, and what what you know, what hot water Alec Baldwin may be in right now based upon what happened on that set uh, for the movie Rust, of which he was an executive producer. A lot of legal issues there. And, of course, the National School Board Association uh, now saying, oh, gee, we really didn't mean to say what we said. We talked at length about that last Sunday. And we're going to check whether or not you think the National School Board Association is really sorry or is this just a political move. But we're going to get to all those topics and break it all down for you here on the Judge Jeanine Pirro Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday morning show. Plus, later on in the show, I will gavel out with my closing arguments. I'll also reveal the new question of the week that you don't want to miss. And I always love your participation in the weekly polls on topics that matter here on Justice in America. It's all coming up in just a few moments here on the Judge Jeanine Pirro Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday morning show. But first, my opening statement. How would you feel if your daughter or sister or mother were raped on a train over the course of 27 stops for 40 minutes while other train passengers, and there were many, picked up their phones not to call the police, not to dial 911, but to videotape the act being perpetrated in front of them. No one interfered. No one yelled stop. No one tried to end the horror that was being inflicted upon this innocent, helpless, defenseless woman. Instead, they chose to take out their cell phones and videotape the maddening violence that was occurring in front of them. So far, none of them have volunteered those videos to the police. So my conclusion, it was for entertainment purposes. We used to say, if you see something, say something. Now, this is different today. If you see something, say nothing. Today's moral compass, if you see something, say nothing. This is not only a reflection, folks, on how our society has disintegrated. It's a reflection of the dehumanization of the crime victim, of a culture that has no feeling for the victim of crime. The this-can-never-happen-to-me attitude is adopted so that people feel they are immune and they only then see the acts through the lens of entertainment because, of course, it could never happen to them and the victim must have done something wrong. But, folks, it gets worse. The rapist on this train in Pennsylvania had been ordered deported but appealed his deportation to an immigration judge The immigration judge protected him in spite of two convictions for drugs and, yes, sexual abuse. And in the end, an innocent woman 
was forced to suffer the ultimate indignity while people stood around her videotaping the rape as he harassed her and then started groping her and then ripped her clothes off her. This because an immigration judge determined that the criminal twice convicted deserved to stay in America. He didn't deserve to be deported, although he was here illegally. And by the way, there are no good Samaritan laws that require Americans act or intervene in a situation like that. But the bottom line is lawlessness in this country is worse than ever. But what's different now is a sense of permission. The criminals get the sense of permission. They are emboldened. They are emboldened by the laws. They are emboldened by people who don't respond. They are emboldened by prosecutors who don't prosecute. And they feel they're allowed to vent and steal and loot. After all, they think businesses have insurance. So they have no consequence, no arrest, no jail time, no conviction. So we let them burn down businesses and neighborhoods because they want social justice, as if that brings them anything. It only hurts the innocent victims of crime. Murders are spiked, folks, in major cities across this country, but they are Democrat-run cities. In cities like Portland, 60%, Austin, 71%, Los Angeles, murders up 65%, Las Vegas, murders up 71%. Children in New York going to buy candy are shot at. Children sitting in a stroller are shot and killed in their own homes, in their own beds, a place where they have a right to be shot and killed again by criminals who don't deserve to breathe the same air that we do. And a four-year-old girl shot on her way to a toy store in Times Square in the middle of the day? Folks, in cities across America, police are not only being handcuffed by the Democrats, they're being defunded, demoralized, told to stand down, ordered not to arrest. And if they do, the swinging door of no bail lets them out to reoffend. Prosecutors funded by George Soros are all over the country. They don't take up the mantle of the victim. They take up the mantle of the criminal. They refuse to prosecute for victims, and at the same time, they go over old cases and letting criminals out of jail. Bail reform is nothing but a euphemism to let them get out of jail free. How would you feel if this happened to someone who is a member of your family? The bottom line is that parents seeking to even protect their children against a school board are arrested and called domestic terrorists. That father who was arrested and created as a poster boy of domestic terrorists, he wanted to say his daughter was right, but the superintendent of schools in Loudoun County said there were no sex assaults in that school. That was a lie. That was a cover-up. And this father is the only one convicted of disorderly conduct They arrested him and they threw him out as though he were the criminal while the rapist who raped his 12-year-old in school, in school, was sent to another school where the 15-year-old raped another girl. And the schools are covering them up as if they haven't done enough damage to our kids by not teaching in the public schools. So right now, let's not forget the border where 1.7 million people are here since January. And I believe that with the runaways, the number is probably double. I want to know who they are. We don't screen them. We don't, we don't ask who among them is a criminal, who among them is a gang member like the notorious MS-13. We don't find out who is a pedophile, who's a sex offender, who thinks they're entitled to beat their wives. I want to know who has an alcohol problem, who thinks that they can drink and drive, who has no problem hauling drugs for the cartel. We are left to be victims and experience this ourselves because the Biden administration lied to us and they tell us that the border is closed. The border is not closed. They're flying them in in the quiet and the dark of night into the Westchester County Airport and then they're busing them into the interior of the United States. Just ask anyone in Long Island where MS-13 gained a foothold and it took Donald Trump to go in there and get rid of them and start prosecuting them. 
you know, if you've had enough, I'll tell you it just got worse. De Blasio is offering violent criminals a thousand dollars a month to not reoffend. In San Francisco, it's not a crime if you go in and steal anything, nine hundred dollars, nine hundred and fifty dollars or less. And you know what? They just do it over and over again, and they sell the stuff on the streets themselves, and they make money because these woke, so-called woke prosecutors won't even prosecute. And now they're stealing from cars. They're looking at cars, smashing windows, taking purses out, and everything else they can get because they know even if they're caught, even if they're videotaped, they're not going to be arrested. And in Atlanta, two days ago, the videotape voyeurs came out again instead of calling 911 to tape a homicide. We are the greatest nation on earth, folks, but we are quickly becoming like a third world nation, a third world nation. And we can thank the Democrats. We can thank Joe Biden. We can thank the leftist mayors and the governors for allowing crime to go unpunished. We cannot survive as a nation. We cannot uh, uh, any longer accept this kind of assault on our citizens. There's only one answer to this historic increase in crime and the catastrophic breakdown of morals in our society that leads to people not caring about other people. The Democrats who support the leftist Marxist socialist agenda, they have to be removed from office. It's time to take crime personally, folks. It's time to get angry about crime. If we don't, we will prove Abraham Lincoln was right when he said America will never be conquered by a foreign power, but if we are to die, we die by suicide. And that's my opening statement here on the Judge Jeanine Pirro Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday morning show. And mark the 20th anniversary of 9-11 by donating $11 a month to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Go to t to t.org. That's T, the number two. T.org. And up here next, uh, next on the Judge and Imperial Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday morning show, we're going to talk about Alec Baldwin, what the liabilities are, civil and criminal, what the facts are as we know them. He's in a lot of trouble, but the question is how bad. Plus, your chance to vote your thoughts. We open up the Friends of the Court hotline coming up right here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation carries forward a legacy of courage and heroism. This 20th anniversary year, Tunnels to Towers is gifting America's heroes and their families with 200 mortgage-free homes. To honor the fallen, Chairman and CEO Frank Siller walked more than 500 miles through six states in 42 days from the Pentagon to Shanksville to Ground Zero. Towers of Light returned to the Pentagon and Shanksville memorials in remembrance this year. And for the first time in our country, the foundation read aloud the names of all we lost to 9-11 related illnesses. On Veterans Day, another first, the soldiers we lost in the war on terror are having their names read aloud. The words, never forget, require action. Do good and take some action now. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, .org. Tipping the scales when all else fails. The Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday Morning Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Puro. After receiving my genuine gold and silver universal coin and bullion, I realized the importance of having a tangible investment that I can actually hold in my hand. UCB President Mike Fulgens is a leader in the precious metals industry and was honored by his peers as the 2021 Dealer of the Year. He even showed me how gold has risen about 500% over the past 21 years, while the Dow and S&P indexes have only increased about 200%. I also learned that universal coin and bullion typically has lower bullion prices than their competitors. They provide free award-winning educational materials to their clients, and they make it easy to buy gold. I trust UCB, and you should too. 
That's why I'm going to get more gold and silver from Universal Coin and Bullion. Give them a call at 1-800-UCB-GOLD. That's 1-800-UCB-GOLD. Tell them Judge Pirro sent you or check out their website at universalcoin.com forward slash Judge Pirro. That's 1-800-UCB-GOLD. Thank you. Now, welcome back to the Judge Jeanine Pirro Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday Morning Show. A special shout-out as well for those of you joining us via our live stream on the 77 WABC mobile app and on WABCRadio.com, streaming worldwide. And for those with Alexa smart home speakers, you can tune in as well by simply saying, Alexa, enable the 77 WABC skill. Okay. Uh, let's get to the Friends of the Court hotline. Make sure you call us at 1-800-848-WABC. That's 1-800-848-9222. And uh, we're looking forward to getting your calls. Uh, all right. We got any calls? All right. You know what? Uh, before the calls, I'm going to get into what happened with... Uh, okay. Here we go. I have the calls now. Let's go to... Oh, Andrew from Stanhope, New Jersey. Andrew, welcome to WABC. Hey, Judge. The question no one's asking with the Alex Baldwin shooting is why was the gun pointed at a cinematographer or camera guy, whoever, um, normally when the action In the first place. With, right, Brandon Lee, it was actors with the guns and tragically it was All right. drive around. That's a great question. Why was Alec Baldwin pointed the gun at anyone who could possibly get hurt? Let's talk about what happened. We have both civil and criminal liability. Civil liability is liability for money damages. The production company will be uh, sued without a doubt for wrongful death. If they can show there was any kind of negligence, I think the fact that there, there was a live bullet in a prop gun uh, is real clear that there was, uh, that there was at the very least negligence, if not recklessness. Then we go to the issue of criminal negligence. Uh, they have involuntary manslaughter in the state of New Mexico where the movie Rust, uh, was being filmed. Now, let's go right to Alec Baldwin. If you have a concentric circles, he's in the middle of all those circles because he is the one who pulled the trigger. He is the one who is the executive producer, and my understanding on the research that I've done is that Alec Baldwin uh, was the individual who uh, created the Rust Films company with links to El Dorado Pictures. Alec Baldwin is the principal and signator on the most recent filing of the Rust movie film, which is an LLC from El Dorado Pictures, uh, which Baldwin owns. So he's got a lot of issues here. Number one, the caller was right, and that's why he took his call. You never point a gun, whether it's a prop gun uh, or a real gun loaded with a blank, at anyone on set. That never, ever should have happened. Number two, I want you to recognize that the requirements are on set that you are at least 20 feet away from anyone when you pull the trigger. There are two kinds of projectiles that come out of a gun. There can be a blank cartridge or there can be a real one. There's gunpowder in both of those cartridges. The only difference is with a real one, there is a bullet at the end of the projectile. And that's what we had here. With a uh, a blank cartridge, there's gunpowder, but there's usually a wad of paper or a wad of wax, which if you're close enough, you can get killed. There are rules on all Hollywood sets. And let's be really clear. There is someone on set called an armorer. Armor, A-R-M-O-R-E-R. The armorer on this set was a young woman who was 24 years old who uh, within weeks before on a podcast indicated that she wasn't so sure she'd be able to do her first movie, which she did, uh, but um, she wasn't even sure of her confidence level. And here's the, here's the uh, twist. 
The twist is that this 24-year-old seemed inexperienced, obviously. She was in charge of all the guns on that set, and she's the daughter of Hollywood's most famous armorer. She was 24 years old. You have to wonder, number one, was she a legacy? Were they trying? Was Alec Baldwin, as the executive producer and the main actor in this thing, was he trying to do a favor for someone by hiring an inexperienced 24-year-old who herself admitted on a podcast that she, you know, wasn't sure of her own uh, uh, skill at this? Or, as an independent film, were they trying to save money? So, by his killing the cinematographer... That it certainly was not his intent to kill. No one is questioning that at all. But more facts will come out. What you need to understand here is the issue of notice. There were two accidental misfires on that set in that movie. And that put them on notice right then and there. That with those accidental misfires, they had to be aware that things were going wrong. And... The, the, many of the people on set walked off set and the New York Post posted one of the text messages that the entire crew walked off the set that morning. This is before the shooting. We sent in our resignation uh, letters. We cited everything from lack of payment for three weeks. They took their hotels away. Sounds like they were out of money and they On top of that, they said there was poor gun safety on the set. They are warning after two misfires and walking off that there was poor gun safety on the set. So we've got a real problem here, folks. And the problem is that there was notice, there was warning, there were misfires, there was an amateur, uh, and they clearly were trying to save money and they clearly had an inexperienced armorer, and that can't happen. And as a result, we have a dead mother and the uh, one of the directors himself who was standing behind her was shot. So uh, what we've got to try to figure out now as we go forward, what the additional facts are. Now, I understand that this armorer is an individual who took the... Uh, took the cartridge out of the gun before the police came, before she gave the gun to the police. To me, that's an acknowledgement of guilt, that there was a problem there, that she knew to take out evidence that it was a real bullet uh, or the cartridge, uh, and obviously the evidence of the bullet uh, was in the victim herself. And a prop gun, folks, can kill someone. We already know that. Uh, from John Eric Hexham, who died from a self-inflicted gunshot involving a firearm with blanks. But we're going to get more details regarding the shooting on the set of Rust. Uh, they'll be coming to light. No charges have been filed. Baldwin was handed a loaded weapon by an assistant director who indicated it was safe in the moments before the shooting. So they said it was a cold gun, but in fact it was a hot gun. There was a cart that was pulled up with three guns on it. And the gun that he was given discharged a projectile with a bullet on it. And as a result, a mother is dead, a wife is dead, and the director uh, is shot and injured as well, although we understand that he, he will survive. So functional firearms, folks, can be deadly even when you're using a blank. This was not a blank. This was a bullet on set. In a hot gun, so um, the, the the this fatally shooting a cinematographer and injuring a director uh, on the set of Rust uh, is something that will tag Alec Baldwin, unfortunately, for the rest of his life, irrespective of the findings. But he's in a load of legal trouble, not because he intended to hurt anyone. That's not the case, and I'm not suggesting that at all. But um, there are reports of the union stating that a single live round was used in prop guns. How did it get there? We've got to find that out. 
And if Alec Baldwin had no idea there was a real bullet, and I don't doubt that uh, he had no idea, the issue is where in the safety protocols, where were the violations? The armorer, that 24-year-old, is the one who is going to be called to task on this. And as an executive producer uh, and a person who apparently – uh, owned the film company or was a provider or a main owner of the film company, uh, we've got Eric Baldwin in a heap load of trouble. But the Towers Foundation Sunday morning show, we're going to be speaking with a candidate for Manhattan District Attorney. We're going to keep talking about crime, what's going on in New York, and we're going to ask you our question of the week and tell you how to participate when the Judge Jeanine Pirro Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday morning show returns. Now, the Delta Rescues organization is near and dear to me. More than 2 million animals are killed in pounds every year, but there are no numbers on those that are abandoned in parks in the wilderness. Delta Rescues founder, Leo Grillo, the guy's doing great work with his no-kill, care for life, and right-to-life sanctuary. And when they rescue pregnant animals, they don't abort them. They take care of the entire family for life. There's an animal hospital right there, 365 days a year for their up to 1,500 rescued dogs, cats, and horses. Delta Rescue relies solely on donations from people like you and me. Delta Rescue offers tax savings estate planning that could help reduce your Biden tax increases. Grow your estate while letting your love for animals live on well into the future. Go to deltarescue.org slash Piro today. That's deltarescue.org slash Piro. Thank you. Tipping the scales when all else fails. The Judge Janine Tunnel the to Towers Foundation Sunday Morning Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Puro. After receiving my genuine gold and silver universal coin of bullion, I realized the importance of having a tangible investment that I can actually hold in my hand. UCB President Mike Fulgens is a leader in the precious metals industry, and he was honored by his peers as the 20. 2021 dealer of the year. He even showed me how gold has risen about 500% over the past 21 years, while the Dow and S&P indexes have only increased about 200%. I also learned that universal coin and bullion typically has lower bullion prices than their competitors. They provide free award-winning educational materials to their clients, and they make it easy to buy gold. I trust UCB, and you should too. That's why I will get more gold and silver from Universal Coin and Bullion. Give them a call at 1-800-UCB-GOLD. That's 1-800-UCB-GOLD. Tell them Judge Pirro sent you, or check out their website at universalcoin.com forward slash Judge Pirro. That's 1-800-UCB-GOLD. Thank you. Now, uh, welcome back to the Judge Jeanine Pirro Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday Morning Show. Joining us now is a former prosecutor, a judge advocate general, an Iraq veteran, and a defense attorney as well, but we'll forgive him for that. He is currently a candidate for Manhattan District Attorney. Please join me in welcoming Thomas Kniff to the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday Morning Show. Good morning, Tom. How are you? Good morning, Judge. Thanks for having me on. Well, we're thrilled to have you. Now, should we let the listeners in on a, on, a, on our little secret? <laughs> and I'm okay secret, with it if you are. Okay, folks. The secret is that I was the DA in Westchester County, and Tom Kniff was one of my top prosecutors. Uh, this guy, folks, is the real deal. I mean, he was an Iraq War veteran, and uh, he left the office for a little bit to go fight in Iraq and then came back. He was a judge advocate general as well, and uh, he was a fantastic trial lawyer, and uh, I find him to be a compelling uh, and a, uh, a, a definitely the stellar candidate for district attorney, if you believe in anything that we've been saying on this show. So, Tom, why don't you hit it? Why are you running, and what are you going to do to win this election, and, you know, what are you going to change? Uh, plain and simple, I'm running because I'm disgusted at what happened to our city. I mean, look, I'll let everybody in on another little secret. When I came and worked for you, boss, uh, even though I was working in Westchester, you were one of the few offices that let people live outside the, the county. So I lived on the Upper East Side. I always say, look, I felt privileged to have come of age, to have graduated law school at the turn of the millennium, what I call the sex in the city era. What I mean by that is it was a time when New York City was just, you know, had these unprecedented low crime rates. Mm-hmm. You could walk the streets safely. 
And now to see within a matter of months or a couple of years, it turned upside down by these far left radical progressive policies. It's heartbreaking, and that's why I got in the race. Well, you know, I got to tell you, Tom Kniff, running for Manhattan DA, everybody, um, you know, you believe in law and order. I mean, you're a military guy as well. Uh, what do you What do you do? I understand that uh, Vance, the the DA now, uh, has sent out a memo for all the protesters and said, you know, we're not so much interested in the protesters who've been arrested last summer. We want to go after the police if there's any claim of abuse. I mean, it's almost as though the police and law enforcement are on trial. How are you going to change that? Well, yeah, and we have and we, might, we have my opponent who's basically running on a uh, a platform that resembles that of a public defender. I think you said it already. The first thing is the police in New York City need to know they have the backing of the administration, the mayoral mm-hmm. administration, whether that's Adams or Sliwa, and the district attorney's offices. We we need the leaders in the city to stand up for law and order, not work against them. Secondly, we got to change some policies. This bail reform right. obviously is not working. Um, my opponent says that he wants to eliminate cash bail completely. He also says that he opposes any plainclothes policing as a civil rights issue. Well, how are we going to get guns out of the hands of criminals, street gangs that operate and terrorize our underserved neighborhoods? If all we if we, we can't do undercover operations, I mean, it's just absurd. Well, you know what, um, Tom Kniff running for D.A. in Manhattan, what what we had was the anti-crime unit, the street crime unit, whatever they call it, in the minority communities in the inner city. And they are the ones who took the guns off the street. Now the criminals are emboldened. They feel that they can they can just put their gun in their waistband. They're not worried about it at all. And my concern about all of this is that more and more people are being killed. The police now don't have any incentive to make an arrest. I mean, right now they're in a position where it, whatever they do, they're going to get trashed. A point I always make, look, my, my opponent is funded by he's received a million dollars just from George Soros and his PAC. Oh, no. Is it, and that's documented. I, I confronted him on the debate about it. He didn't deny it. Um, this is a, a national movement that is based on the belief that the American system is systemically racist, oppressive, and unjust. And, it, and it, it's Soros and his crew that wish to undermine it by installing these progressive DAs throughout the country. Statistics say that 40% of cities already are under the control of progressive DAs. If my opponent comes in, New York City will be the next to fall. And there's there's no there's no question we'll, we'll lose the city. Uh, you know, and I, another point I always make quickly is the very people that the far left progressives say they're championing, the black and brown folks in underserved communities, are the ones most terrorized by definitely, their definitely, absolutely, and, and, yeah. and it's, it's heartbreaking. It, it is heartbreaking. I mean, you know, when when you run a DA's office, the, the bottom line is you take care of all victims or making sure they're survivors or taking care of their families to help heal them. But when you've got New York City in such a mess and I got to tell you, I work I work in, uh, in in Midtown and, you know, there are times I won't go outside during the day because it's it's too damn. People are getting shot near Times Square. Children are being shot. You know, you've got these Soros funded prosecutors if one in new york city folks i want you to know if tom kniff the republican candidate running for district attorney in new york city is not elected they're going to start emptying out the jails okay and they've already started doing that and they're not going to be prosecuting cases this soros funded da tom kniff and out in uh, i believe it's uh, san diego maybe it's san francisco Boudin. Um, he won't prosecute domestic violence cases. And George Gascon in L.A., he's letting criminals out of jail before their, their parole is even, before they're even parole eligible. So, you know, if you want your businesses to be looted, if you want the value of your residences to be lowered, if you want to be, you know, you know, play a game with whether or not you're going to be a victim, you're going to vote for these Soros-funded DAs. This is craziness, Tom. Tell people, you know, what they can do, how they can get you, uh, uh, how they can work on your campaign. Yeah, well, listen, our website is kniffforda.com. It's K-E-N-N-I-F-F, the number four, da.com. You can sign up to volunteer. You can attend a fundraiser. You could scream it from the rooftops. My opponent, two out of three Democrats who voted in the Democratic primary voted against my opponent. 
this is a winnable election, but we can't have any passengers. Everyone needs to buy in in whatever way they can, because as you pointed out, Judge, if, 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 if there's apathy here, what's going to happen is we're going to lose the city, at least for a generation, assuming mm-hmm. we can ever. I agree. Keep going. I'm, I'm agreeing. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, we, the, the reaction on the street is palpable. Um, every neighborhood in Manhattan I've been to, Upper West Side, Harlem, or traditionally most Democratic areas, I have people taking my hand and saying, thank you, thank you for doing this. We have the potential to make history on November 2nd. Forget the naysayers that, oh, it can't be done, a Republican can't do it. That's nonsense. This is a moment in time when, when crime is the number one issue on Democratic voters' minds in New York City. They don't want any more of this progressivism. I'm a common sense former prosecutor, defense attorney. I get fairness, but I know we need law and order. The city can't survive without it. Well, you know what's interesting, Tom Kniff, is the fact that uh, this governor, Hochul, right now, uh, she she's she's got a new less is more act, which eases punishment for parole violations Um, and homicidal wants to repeal bail reform laws. Uh, and but at the same time, her lieutenant governor uh, disagrees and he feels that uh, the police should continue to be defunded. I mean, they talk out of both sides of their mouths. Well, it's very important to keep in mind, look, when, when bail reform was first proposed, I said, look, this is just a prelude. This is a teaser. What these folks want is no prisons at all. Now, right. Underestimated. I thought I was talking, you know, 5, 10, 15 years down the road. I didn't think I'd be talking five months later. The rallies that are being held now by the, the Brian Benjamin crowd outside Rikers, we have United States congressmen, most of the members of our lunatic city council. It's hashtag free them now. It's not, hey, move them to another facility. It's empty the facilities. I have people in Rikers Island. I've been a defense attorney here for 15 years first-hand knowledge of that I've watched on video commit execution-style murders Ooh. because someone was into them or disrespected them on the street. And we have our, our elected leaders, again, not a, not a fringe group of Marxists from uh, you know some Ivy League university, our elected leaders pressing, demanding that they be released onto the street without consequence. It, it is a moment in time I don't think like any other we've ever seen. And, and that's why, again, I stress the importance of Please, if you do nothing else, if you never cross parties again, do so in this election because it's so vital. Well, it's it's not only vital. I mean, it, you know, it's Tom. The idea of people having a, a reluctance to cross parties just blows my mind. I mean, do you want to be safe or don't you? Do you want a DA to prosecute crime or don't you? Do you want law and order or don't you? Here's the bottom line: if the progressive DA is elected. Everybody, everybody fails. It's as simple as that. And when people are afraid to walk around New York City in the middle of the day, then we've got real problems. But, Tom, you've prosecuted hundreds of cases and as an assistant DA. Uh, and uh, you you are, as far as I'm concerned, a, a, uh, a someone who understands the system better than anyone else. You're a hero in terms of many of the crime victims. I mean, you, you know how to fight. You've been to war. I don't know what else people could ask for in a prosecutor. You've got to get women, the, 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 the hashtag Me Too people, to understand that the progressive DAs are not interested in prosecuting batterers. They're not interested in making arrests and rape cases. I mean, what we've got right now in some of these cases is, you know, just the video voyeurs. We've got to get a law passed, uh, not necessarily that, uh, you know, we're going to prosecute you because we don't have a good Samaritan law, but we've got to make it uh, make it beneficial to provide information to the police, whether it's with Crime Stoppers or anything else. Stop with this voyeurism. Uh, you know, we're getting, I'm getting calls. I'm looking at the board as I'm talking to you. If you don't win and if Curtis doesn't win, you know, people are moving. Uh, and COVID-19 doesn't affect children. It's all the Democrats. Their, their control is, is creating fear and they are creating a third world country. The United States is turning into a third world country. But, uh, I, I want to thank everybody. I want to thank, uh, I want you to remember Tom Kniff running for DA in Manhattan. He knows the deal. He doesn't believe in cutting criminals free and making sure that, uh, you know, victims, he wants to make sure that 
victims get their day in court. They're entitled to it. And, uh, Tom, last word before we go. Well, you left one thing out, Judge. I learned from the best. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tom Kniff. We love you. Good luck. Everybody, Tom Kniff running for DA in Manhattan County. Now, listen, uh, your phone calls uh, right here. I want, I want to take a few of them. Uh, Gracie, no, let's go to Tiago in, all right, Tiago in Newark. Let's go to Tiago. Good morning. Uh, good morning, Judge. Good morning. I love the show. Yeah, I love the show, and I love the, your book, The Geneva Machine. By yeah, thank you so good. much. All right. Uh, and you, William Amodio, thanks for calling, William. Uh, Terry in Bayside. Talk to me, Terry. All right, Judge. You are a, a real trooper for putting up with that nonsense. First of yep. all, the people who were on that train in Philadelphia who were watching the rape and they were watching and they were videotaping it, they are perverted psychos, folks. That's what the people <laughs> you're living amongst. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the rapist, he's in the country with an expired visa. Who's the only guy we know who spoke about expired visas? Now, the thing is, in the mayor's race, and you correctly di- did it, I'm going to compliment you amongstly at the end of this call. In this race, there are spoilers in this race, folks, and insiders. There's Harpo who's pushing a spoiler who's going to get really a few votes, but he could he could help out the Adams family. There's insiders now who want scraps and, and little, you know, little pickings if the Adams family win, but they're not going to win because the Adams family have internal polling. That's okay, so on. what's your question? What's your okay, question? My, my question is Curtis has got to go hunting where the ducks are. There are neighborhoods like Bayside, North Flushing. Whitestone, Long Island City, Astoria, Bayridge. There are big votes inside that neighborhood for Curtis, and he could win this election. Don't be fooled by anybody. He could win. All right. I want to say something. Thank you. All right. Let's go to uh, Virginia Teresa from New Jersey. Virginia, welcome to WABC. Uh, I watched your segment last night with John Walsh. That was a great segment. And your segment this this morning when you started – Excellent. I don't know. You were put on this earth for some reason. It's just <laughs> disgusting. My country. I have great grandchildren. I don't know what they're going to have to look forward to. Nothing. Yeah. And we should have had Trump. This country would well, have been the greatest country. Well, the bottom line is we're in a mess now, Virginia Teresa. Thank you so much for your call. Uh, let's go to uh, Janice in New Orleans. Janice? Yes, Judge Janine. First of all, I'd like to say that your open last night was absolutely right on, spot on. Thank you. Thank you, I Janice. It. I truly did. It is just everything you said was just so true. Thank now, you. What's your question, Janice? Well, I don't have a question. With all due respect, <laughs> I would just like to say that uh, a lot of people are saying, you know, kids don't get the COVID. I've seen where a two-year-old, I have, I'm looking at a picture online of a two-year-old girl on a ventilator. A five-year-old boy in Tennessee is dead. Six-year-old boy is dead. A 15-year-old right. girl got it. Well, we got to get, we got to make sure that we get all the right stats on this, Janet. But we appreciate your call. And uh, let's hear from Terry. Terry from Bayside. Is Terry there or did we lose him? Oh, okay. Let's see. All right, then, folks. You're, uh, I want you, uh, to make, to stay tuned because we are going to reveal the question of the week and what you've been waiting for, which are the results from last week right here on the one and only 77 WABC. And born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation carries forward a legacy of courage and heroism. This 20th anniversary year, Tunnel to Towers is gifting America's heroes and their families with 200 mortgage-free homes. To honor the fallen, Chairman and CEO Frank Siller walked more than 500 miles through six states in 42 days, from the Pentagon to Shanksville to Ground Zero. Towers of Light returned to the Pentagon and Shanksville memorials in remembrance again this year. For the first time in our country, the foundation read aloud the names of all we lost to 9-11 related illnesses. On Veterans Day, another first. The soldiers we lost in the war on terror are having their names read aloud. The words never forget require action. Do good and take action now. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. 
Chip in the scales when all else fails. The Judge Janine Tunnel the Towers Foundation Sunday Morning Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Bureau. Delta Rescue's organization is near and dear to me. More than 2 million animals are killed in pounds every year. But there are no numbers on those that are abandoned in parks in the wilderness. Delta Rescue's founder, Leo Grillo, is doing great work with his no-kill, care-for-life, and right-to-life sanctuary. And when they rescue pregnant animals, they don't abort them. They take care of the entire family for life. There's an animal hospital right there 365 days a year for their up to 1,500 rescued dogs, cats, and horses. Delta Rescue relies solely on donations from people like you and me. Delta Rescue offers tax savings estate planning that could help reduce your Biden tax increases. Grow your estate while letting your love for animals live on well into the future. Go to DeltaRescue.org slash Piro today. That's DeltaRescue.org slash Piro. Thank you. Mark the 20th anniversary of 9-11 by donating $11 a month to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Go to T2T.org. That's T the number two, T.org. All right, welcome back to the Judge Jeanine Pirro Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday Morning Show. All right, you know what time it is. It's time to reveal our question of the week. Now, last week we posed this question. Do you believe that bail reform is a major contributing factor to the rise in crime in our cities? The question was posed while crime rates in our major cities, mostly Democrat-run cities, almost all of them Democrat-run cities, and cities practicing bail reform continue to let violent criminals back on the street without even being held on bail. So here are the results. I have a very like-minded audience, folks. 0% said no, and 100% said yes. Once again, our listening audience is right on the money. 100% of you agree that bail reform does contribute to more and more crime in our major cities. So, for this week's upcoming question of the week, do you believe that the National School Board Association Apology Memorandum is genuine or political damage control. Remember last week I talked about the National School Board Association uh, sent a letter to the Attorney General Merrick Garland and then he deployed the national law enforcement and the FBI against parents uh, who he said were threatening school boards. This week the National School Board Association says we regret and apologize for the letter that we sent. To be clear, uh, our school officials and educators and students get this. Our, our important work is, is, is left to be done on this issue. But there's no justification for some of the language we used in the letter. So, folks, now the School Board Association, because everyone realized that the guy they called a domestic terrorist was a father of a girl who'd been raped in the bathroom at school by a guy wearing a skirt that day, was not a domestic terrorist. He was a father trying to speak before the school board. And the school board lied. The superintendent said there were no sexual assaults. So, do you believe that the National School Board Apology Memorandum, this one that I just read, is genuine, or are they all about political damage control? Uh, you know, the bottom line is, I want to hear what you have to say. Make sure you chime into the conversation and vote. All you have to do is log on to our website at wabcradio.com forward slash tag forward slash web dash poll. So that's wabcradio.com. You do a forward slash, then you type the word tag, T-A-G, forward slash, type the word web dash, type the word poll. I'm going to be reading the results of the question of the week next Sunday live right here on 77 WABC. And now I just want to take a couple of minutes to make sure that uh, I gavel out with my thoughts for the show. Folks, we're in a mess. We are like a third world country right now in the United States because there are those people, Democrat, leftist, Marxist, socialist, progressives, George Soros types, 
who want to let criminals out of jail, who don't want to arrest them. And it doesn't take a genius to figure out that you or someone you love is going to be the victim of a crime. And there will be no consequence. There will be no law and order. There will be no justice. There will be no day in court. And this is a critical moment in terms of our nation. We are on the precipice right now, on the precipice of of deciding whether or not we're going to fall into a Marxist-level nation like Venezuela. And I talked about Venezuela a couple of weeks ago. The bottom line is, if we are to take our country back, we cannot allow these leftist socialists to control things. We are the majority. They are the minority. And every day... The criminals are committing crimes that are being sanctioned. They're being given permission. The police are being defunded. And I told you last week what I thought. The reason they're defunding police, the reason they don't want the local police to have uh, the ability to make arrests is because they want a national police force. With a national police force, it can be like fascism. Those people in Washington that will decide whether or not we are going to be investigated or prosecuted. And you saw it when the, when the Attorney General Merrick Garland on a phony letter with no facts by a school board that called the father of a victim of a forcible rape and sodomy in a bathroom, a ninth grader. You saw it when the Attorney General is ready to deploy the FBI to go against parents in the United States of America. This is what's happening. They want to, they want to squelch us. They want to silence us. And there's no way that America can survive. They shut down small businesses while the big businesses survive. They open the borders and they close the schools. They make sure that we wear a mask, but they say illegals don't have to wear them. And they fly them all over the country. Folks, this is the time to react. This is the time to vote for safety in the United States, to make it number one again. The Democrats are determined. I don't even have to mention his name, Bozo de Blasio, and the people who are running New York City right now are destroying it. I can't believe we're out of time already. I want you to make sure that you join us right back here next Sunday at 11 a.m. sharp for the Judge Jeanine Pirro Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday morning show. I've got a lot to talk about. We're going to keep talking about Alec Baldwin. The facts are new. We'll get more facts. But up next, it's the Dick Morris Show, where you can listen to great political commentary. The guy's a genius on issues that you care about. Happy Sunday, everybody. See you next Sunday. Bye.